0: Welcome to the Weekly Experience Podcast. Covering Surrey and Hampshire with your presenters, Neil Braybrook-Tidy and Jenny Thornton. The show that brings you all the facts about your local area and is always guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So sit back and enjoy the Weekly Experience Podcast that goes from 0 to 60 in 60 seconds. (laughs)
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to the weekly experience with me, Neil. Unfortunately, we haven't got Jen today. We have got some other um, guests though. We have uh, from Watch It's Ward, uh, associated with the Surrey Heath Prepared, we have Kel. Hello. Hello. And we have Emma. Hello. Hello. Emma's a bit shy. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're going to be talking about uh, what you do for Surrey Heath Prepared uh, and your ward. Um, Obviously, we don't really want to um, give out too much information. So, uh, let's let let's start off with how did you get involved?
0: Oh, good question. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you get a phone call? Did you get a phone call? No,
0: no. We kind of fell into it. Uh, we noticed a gap and we noticed a need as soon as this, um, as soon as this lockdown looked like it was imminent. As soon as other countries started to lock down, we were working independently in the uh, in the ward, just supporting our neighbours, supporting people that we knew. Um, and then, sorry, Heath prepared uh, was formed, and we kind of. Sort of jumped on on board and uh, yeah we um, joined was, the team.
1: Well, that was I mean so theoretically you started off volunteering yourself mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Sorry Heath prepared sort of like took over. Um, it
0: just makes sense to to ha- sort of have a, a joined up team, and more partnership working and a more central you know sort of distribution really of the jobs that need to be done across the ward.
1: Yeah, so a lot of the jobs that you were doing, you obviously, you can't uh, field the calls, you can't go out and get shopping, you can't do everything. So having the main hub uh, really, really did help you. I mean, uh, I work at the hub as well, and so I've seen I've seen you here quite a few times, well, every day practically, yeah. collecting things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so Emma, how did you get involved?
2: Uh, pretty much the same, actually. It was a complete accident. Uh, I got put in touch with Cal on Facebook. Um, and just got involved as soon as I could, really, and I've been part of it every day since.
1: Okay, so it gives you something to do as well, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. As opposed definitely. to just sitting at home watching TV or out in the garden or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like a job. It, it does. It becomes a job, doesn't it?
0: It really does become a, yeah, a full-time <laughs> effort, but that's required. You know, you need to be on call all the time. You need to be prepared to... to to react when there's an emergency and when somebody needs something urgently, because a lot of people they, they don't ask for help until it's urgent. You know they're not preempting it; they're asking when they're starving, when they've run out of food. So that's the kind of thing that needs reacting to. Strange that, isn't it?
1: You would have thought they would. At, at the beginning, we were getting calls of people have no food, and then we're getting calls <coughs> of, and we would say to them, "If you're going to run out of food, give us a couple of days' notice, <laughs> please," yeah. and then we will try and get you food. So, um, so yeah, the I mean, obviously, the other thing as well is. Um, how does your day sort of work? Do you sort of get up in the morning and straight into it? Or is there like, you just used to the afternoons? How does it work?
0: It's pretty much an all-day thing, you know. Um, it does seem to be getting quieter with calls through the call centre now, but we are very proactive in our wards. So we check in on people. We make sure that people are okay and that they've got enough food. Uh, they've got their prescriptions. They've got their medication. So we're very proactive in in contacting Um, people within our immediate community but it is a full-time job there are always emails waiting for us to to react to there's always prescriptions every single day without fail we go down to the pharmacy we pick up um, medications prescriptions for people that are delivered across the ward so daily we're doing sort of 40 or 50 prescription deliveries just in in our in our ward, um, which is two and a half thousand households, so <laughs> it's quite a That's lot of people. And yeah. how, many,
1: how many volunteers do you have in watches?
0: Um Well, officially, you know, there's there's sixty odd, but we've got a core team of about twenty who who really step up to the mark and help us every day. And put their hands up every time we we say we need a job doing. There's there's about twenty that volunteer every single
1: day without fail so do you have your like with with emma do you have like your your specialist sort of thing so do you do prescriptions or do you do shopping i mean what's what's your your role as a volunteer
2: um i'm a bit more involved now in the beginning it was just prescriptions um but i've been taught more of the system so i can put um needs for help on um, and then I'll take out prescriptions as well. And then on Fridays, I get involved with all the food parcels and delivering them as well.
1: God, i have got to love a food parcel, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going, you're going around, you've got your little shopping trolley and you go around and you pick everything. And uh, it's quite humbling as well, the fact that you're, you're picking somebody else's shopping uh, and then you're, you're taking it to them. And then they have it and the look on their face sometimes, and like, oh my God, I can't believe how, how much I've actually got. Because a food pass, a lot of people think the food parcel is just for like a night or a couple of days. It's not. Uh, it's yeah. sort of three to five. Some people make it last three to five days. There's
0: a real art to putting one together as well. You know, it's not just <laughs> whacking a load of tins <laughs> together. You, you really need to think. You need to sort of pre-plan for a family, really. And you need to look at what you're putting in and create meals from it in your head. Um, so, yeah, we've, we found it's been trial and error. But Almost like
1: you want a recipe book, don't you, to go, with, to go with it. So, well, you can make this out of these and you can do this and you can do that. Almost,
0: so. yeah, yeah. But that's that's sort of how you work when you're putting them together. You think that will go with that. That will go with that. That can be used to, to create a meal with that. There'll be leftovers from that that you'll get two. You know, two people could be fed out. That's so you're constantly thinking ahead as to what you actually need to replenish the food bank with and what's going to work for for family boxes. But we've been supporting the same people now. Some of them for ten weeks. Um We know what they like. So <laughs> yeah, they don't like you know. <laughs> so that <laughs> makes it a lot easier. Because I know
1: we, we've had calls. That, oh, we, I, I like coffee. I don't like tea. So I don't send yeah. out tea and- things like that and also you have the diabetes you have the diabetics you have the yeah. people who are allergic to things dietary, requirements, uh, dietary yeah. requirements so you have to be very mindful of that as well like yeah. they can't have certain bread mm-hmm. uh, they can't have certain milk uh, I take it um, I mean the uh, the milk the normal milk we use is like UHT or the uh, or the green or the blue milk but obviously we do have um, other milks um, like the coconut milk and the hazelnut milk as well which are very very um, out there at the moment as well so um, being a volunteer isn't just literally just turning up and just saying right dropping someone's shopping off it's like I mean has there been any cases of really sort of like I've tugged your heartstrings and I can't believe that this person is you know is so down on their luck and they are
0: yeah there's lots of them there's lots of them but actually it's it's the way people approach asking for help which is sort of quite tear-jerking really. We've got, um, we've got one person that we support and they contact us asking for cat food frequently. You say, you know, have, have you got enough food? Oh, don't worry about me dear, just worry about the cats. And, you know, when you do a bit of digging you realise that this person's been living off of soup for, for three, four weeks.
1: And they give the food they're, they're to them. They're more
0: concerned about getting cat food. You know, people do not like to ask for help. So sometimes people need to be pushed and they need to be, um, you know, cajoled out of asking for, for help, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. The I mean, we were, I, I mean, I, I had one case uh, right back at the beginning. Uh, we'd sent out a food parcel for this woman and then uh, she asked, have you got any dog food? No, I haven't got any dog food, sorry. Because oh, we didn't do cat, uh, animal food at that mm. at that point. And then uh, three days later, she phoned up and said, oh, can I have another food pass? And I said, you've given your food to the animals, haven't you? She said, well, yeah, I have. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, it is it is one of those things. And we've had to adapt. So we've had to get animal food and things like that. So the same way you guys have had to adapt. And, and it has evolved every, every year, or every year, sorry, every day it has yeah. evolved Absolutely. Into, into something else. And now it's still evolving now because we have the long-term effect. Yeah. Because we're going to disappear and someone's going to have to take it up
0: well that's it I think at this point it's now about future planning and working out how we're going to be able to maybe hand over our services to other agencies who who deal with this day in day out and about working out how we can support people to get back to, to normal life, to real life, because it's been a long time now that people have been locked down and any semblance of normal life is kind of gone for some people.
1: I mean, and the other thing, of course, is you're, uh, they're still going to be contacting you afterwards saying, yeah. I still need help. Mm. So you're going to become like some sort of, you know, a therapist, basically. You're trying to sort things out for the people who um, you've gone to yourself mm. and they are struggling and you phone them up every every week and say, mm. are you OK? And things like that. Um, I mean, what do you? What do both of you do for a living? If you don't mind me asking, what what are your jobs during the day when you're uh, not in,
0: in in normal life? In I normal do, life, yeah, you're a childminder. <laughs> you're a child-minder. A child-minder. Yeah, okay, so it's a caring profession anyway, you know. So, my job is to look after people. So I do feel a huge sort of sense of personal responsibility towards the people <laughs> that I'm currently looking after. So it's it's not going to be a case of right, sorry, Heath prepared is now closed shop, and I'm walking away from it. It's going to be a very difficult thing, I think, to um, to let that emotional tie go it, it will yeah, be yeah. yeah
1: i mean when when your venue uh that you have gets closed down and gets taken back it's going to be like oh you know i I need, I need to carry on doing something and then well, what do you do for a living when all this is gone and what is that? apart from having a very long holiday <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um i'm actually a chef
1: Oh, you're a chef? Yeah. So you could be doing recipe cards to to put into this. Or you can make could, this and you yeah. can make that. So there you go. There's a nice little booklet just for you. Start putting <laughs> it together now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Another job for you <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'll add it to the <laughs> Recipes during lockdown. <laughs>
1: So okay, so thank you very much for both of you coming. We haven't actually talked to any volunteers, uh, and of course, we have a coordinator. We're all bowing to you because you are, and you do so much work uh, at Watch It's Ward. It's uh, you know is amazing. I certainly couldn't do it, and I know Lisa unfortunately couldn't be here today. Um, she runs it with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's two of us that coordinate watch it's ward. Yeah, we have to mention my, Lisa. My better half, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, she's actually working because we have still been working throughout lockdown because we look after uh, key worker children. so we're still yeah, volunteering and and running the the ward alongside our day jobs. So it's been interesting.
1: I can imagine, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. and and uh, uh, when you uh, have you been called back into work, Emma at all, or are you?
2: No, I haven't heard anything yet. I think I'm gonna be one of the last back, so. This okay. has been brilliant, really, because it's given me something to do, and it's been really rewarding as well. So. It, it
1: keeps you occupied, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. And it, when you go back, they'll say, "Oh, what did you do?" And then you can like, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!"
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: So which is yeah. really, really good. Thank you very much to the two of you. No, was a pleasure. And Thank I will you. dare say I'll probably see you about out and about anyway. So no yes. uh, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you very okay. much.
0: Cheers, Thank Neil. you. Listening to this week's episode of the weekly experience. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple
1: Podcasts and Podbean. And remember to subscribe to stay fully up to date.
2: So look out for our next podcast and do check our new
1: website, buzzpodcasts.co.uk.